Hello again and welcome everyone to the Chris Cast. I'm your host Chris, and joining me once again through Facebook Messenger is Paul. Hello, hello, welcome to the Chris Cast. Of course, it's been some time since we recorded last, and there was a, a little bit of a small news story that happened last Tuesday that has changed the world forever. Nothing big or anything, just the election with the the sitting president and the the first to hit the most votes ever in history. So some some definite record breaking there. Yeah, um President elect Biden President elect Biden um grabbing the most votes ever in the history of the United States elections. And Paul just and spoiled the election if you haven't seen it. Do I now? Said Paul just spoiled the election if you haven't seen it. I don't think there's he didn't give a spoiler won the election at this point, and of course you know the Republicans are fighting it tooth and nail. You know you got you know the conspiracy theories. It was you know it was all um, there was voter fraud. There's machines changing ballots. There's I mean dead people voting. There's people born in the 1800s voting. I mean, really, come on now. Just let it go. It's well, time to let it go. If, if you recall, four years ago, when he won, but lost the popular vote, he claimed voter fraud. So oh, why, why would losing the election be any different? Of course. And because... they've been setting it up they tried to sabotage the election because they knew mail-in votes would do them in. They tried to suppress them. He wanted to stop counting when he'd already lost, which I thought was hilarious. Like, go ahead and stop counting those votes. We'll just stop right now. Biden wins. What's that, what's that one state that said, oh, here it is, stop counting the votes. And then the other state is going, continue counting the votes. No, you stop counting the votes. <laughs> Not just that, but armed protesters outside both. One set wanting to stop the vote for Trump because they hoped he'd win. The other set wanting to keep the vote going because they thought he'd win. And it still didn't work because Arizona, he did narrow the lead, but he still... Like, last I checked, 13,000 votes behind. Georgia, he lost as the votes kept being counted. Pennsylvania, he lost as the votes kept being counted. Nevada, Biden pulled further away. You know, i gotta, I got to tell you about that. What really, really surprised me was Pennsylvania. Because he was, Biden was behind over 600,000 votes. And within days, he just kept chipping away at it. Chipping away at it, chipping away at it, and boom. I think, you know, honestly, what hurt Trump the most with this election, he could have won this, Chris. He could have won it, and you know how he could have won it. Think about it. If he wouldn't have attacked the mail-in voting so hard, I think he would have won it, because he was trying to pressure his followers to go out and, and cast your votes in person. I think a lot of people did not show up to the to the polls because he has a lot of older people that still votes Republican no matter what. So they would they felt that um, you know that uh, they don't want to catch COVID, take their you know take their chances of catching COVID. So they just set it out because there was about um, 
about 170, what was it, how many people's voted in this election is the most ever? The last was, I saw, Trump was about 72 million, and Biden was over 77 million. And there were still 70 million people did not vote in this election. Still registered voters that did not vote. So... And, um, it could it was a wild card. It could have went both ways. But I think Trump, Donald Trump hurt his election um, simply by telling people that mail-in voting doesn't work. Well, I also we wonder, see that it did. of those 70 million, how how far would it come down with the, the ballots that were not accepted because they were filled out incorrectly? Because that was another issue. And yeah. nobody to blame but the person filling it out themselves. But... For me, I knew the mail-in ballot situation. I knew they were trying to suppress it. I knew there was a good chance it wouldn't be counted. So, first day of early voting, put on my mask, put on my gloves, went to the polling place, and actually registered my vote that way. That way, it was there. There was no worries. And I wore gloves. Now, I don't wear gloves when I go shopping. Like, I take hand sanitizer... But the last time that I voted, it was on a computer, and you had to touch the screen constantly. This time, they gave us a paper ballot and a pen. And that's even worse than the computer screen that you're touching, because you're one finger on the computer screen. But this, you have to take the paper and pen, go over to a table that's not cleaned in between use, and there's four spots on that table, and they're all positioned differently in the place but the place isn't that big so there's not a lot of room between them and then you go feed it into a computer and put the pen away yeah they may sanitize the pens yeah they may sanitize those tables but it's not constant and i didn't trust it so i put on my gloves grabbing handles everything else i wasn't touching anything in there but then i put on hand sanitizer after i got my gloves off too yeah, I showed up in person to vote as well um, in early voting, and I was really surprised by the. It's, it's a deep red county where I vote at here in North Carolina, and um, I mean, Trump signs in every yard you look at. But anyways, when you got there, it was a new facility. It was a brand new library that just opened up, and um, someone the door was open for us. We didn't have to touch a door. Now they gave us an ink pen to keep. They didn't, we didn't have to turn the ink pen back yeah, in, which get is that. really nice. Do I? They didn't even do that for me. The, oh, we got our little little cheapy you know, black and white pen, but uh, yeah, I didn't. That so, was not offered. So they were. We were social distanced in the machines. I went not the machines, but the booths were set apart six feet from each other. You had tables that you could sit down at, but I think. Uh, uh, Six people were allowed to vote at one time, and I had a stand-up booth, and I uh, uh, voted that way. So then I fed. Now, what I didn't like was the the machine where you go put your um, ballot into the machine. There was somebody standing there making sure you quote unquote put it in there correctly. I know this. Look at who people were voting for. I know they were. I'm not stupid. So it doesn't I really matter sure at that, I, though, because it's still registering your... At that point, it don't really matter because it's registering your vote. They can't I stop know, it. But I, just, I just don't like that. I don't like it at all. It's none of their business who I voted for. I could have wrote in Fred Flintstone for all, for all they know, but... 
Well, no, I didn't vote for Fred Flintstone, though. <laughs> but I will say, and I'm going to share a little personal story here. The Tuesday night, on election night, I was looking at the map. I was looking at Trump's lead. It looked exactly the same as 2016. I really thought Biden lost it. So, that night, for something I don't normally do, I sat down and I prayed. And I asked for two things in my prayer. One, we have a little black cat that's outside that since the hurricane came through the week before, had been missing. Hadn't seen hiding her hair of it. I asked for the cat to come back, and I asked for somehow, miraculously, for Biden to come back and win this thing. Wednesday I got up, walking out through the house, I hear that cat meow out back. I turned on the news, Biden had taken the lead. I'm not saying it's a definite that my prayers were answered for that, but I prayed, and the next day, both things happened. So... Keep that in mind out there. If if you think that God wants Trump in, here's someone who prayed for Biden to get the win to save this country, and that prayer was answered. Uh, yeah, um, prayers do get answered. Uh, now, one of my friends, I want to give a shout out to him. Uh, I'm pretty sure he listens to the show. <clears throat> His name is Brian, and he lives in Indiana. Hi, Brian from and Indiana. <laughs> so I was um, texting live with him the whole time uh, during the election uh, results on Tuesday night and um, he told me he told me he said go to sleep tonight worry tomorrow and I said why is that he said because that's when the mailing votes start counting he said don't worry about the numbers tonight worry about tomorrow so as I woke up the next day and the numbers kept getting improving and as the days went, you know, the next thing you know, here comes Pennsylvania flipping, here comes Michigan, here comes Wisconsin, here comes, uh, I mean, Arizona of all places. Yeah, that one really, really? surprised me. I mean, that is a, been, that's been a red state forever. And then um, Georgia. So, it, yeah, miracles do happen. So... But I think they're doing a recount um, in Georgia, aren't they? Georgia yes. announced, like, the day after election, there would be a recount because it was only a couple thousand votes difference. And at that, and even 10,000, that it's, I think it's 13,000 last I checked, it's yeah. still, like, a recount is not out of the ordinary. It's not anything to be upset about. It's not anything to be cheering for because typically recounts don't change anything. The answer still remains the same after the recount. It was still the person that was steamed. And that's what I expect to happen here. And they can do all the recounts they want. And, you know, there's even in court where Trump's trying to have his lawyers claim voter fraud. The judges asked if they had evidence of voter fraud. And the lawyer said no. So... And they throw it out. There's... Even Trump's lawyers cannot come up with evidence of voter fraud because there is none. It was legal votes cast legally. Well, I did notice that 
activists where, you know, Trump now is um, refusing to participate with the transition team for Biden, and he has been. Well, there are numbers of uh, Republican senators and Republicans coming out in droves now, like today. Lindsey Graham, believe it or not, come out and told Trump, you need to just go ahead and let them, you know, uh, let the transition team have the information that they need and start working with them. Lindsey Graham said that. And, I mean, and he was he one not me over with a feather. Lindsey Graham was one that I honestly thought was going to lose. I thought Roy Cooper in North Carolina was going to lose, and I thought Lindsey Graham in yeah. South Carolina was going to lose. Neither yeah, one of those too. things I, happened. I, I thought they were going to lose. Yeah. And and for all the conspiracy theorists out there. Just remember, if the Democrats had frauded this election, three people would not have won. Trump, who did not win, Mitch McConnell, and Lindsey Graham. Those are three of the biggest thorns in the sides of the government. Not just Democrats, but of the government as a whole. Because of the damage they have done while in office. And... Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham were re-elected. So, for all of you screaming fraud, please explain how the three biggest targets, only one of them lost. If it's all fraud. Yeah, pretty much. So, but, it's, um, uh, uh, it's, it's going to be a runoff in, 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 in uh, Georgia, Georgia, coming in January 6th, to who's going to control the Senate. Yeah, but it's so it's still that's gonna be interesting. It'll still be a majority of Republicans, but the majority will be weakened because there's I know there's two that are not affiliated with Republican or Democrat, and that changes the numbers drastically. But it's fifty-one to have majority, and right now they have 50 Republicans, and I believe it was 47 Democrats. The Democrats gained one while the Republicans lost one seat. But the... Slowly chipping away at that. The House, however, the Republicans gained six seats, whereas the Democrats lost five. So, it really didn't change like we thought it would. And again, if it was fraud... Why isn't there an immediate majority in the Senate and an immediate majority in the House? Of course. So, I was actually talking to an associate today about it. I'm not naming any names um, because uh, they may end up listening to the show. Um, But they really, and you would not believe how adamant they are about election fraud. They... They are fully convinced that there was fraud in this election. They all are. And, and I when, told, when you try, and I, I had her. I had somebody that I used to work with that I got along with great, never had any issues. She unfriended me on Facebook because I had a different viewpoint on Trump than she did. Literally, that was the reason. She she claimed it was because we're arguing, and if if it was not this, it was going to be another time down the road. I was like, no. You're unfriending me because I don't agree with you on Trump. Plain and simple. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but 
I have not unfriended or blocked anybody that I actually know due to politics, and I don't plan on it, but I've had plenty of people do that to me. And it's just sad. I've, um, I had to delete two people um, off my friends list and block them because they came after me. They I never hear anything out of them. I haven't heard nothing out of them for four years. All of a sudden, this election comes back around, and I put something semi-political. They chime in on me and attack me hard, and I haven't heard from them in four years. Yeah. Don't like a don't like a post of mine. Never sent me a message or anything. But honey, as soon as I post something semi-political, honey, they jumped right on me. And you know what? I I told them. I said, you know what? I'm tired of you. And I said, I will leave this message up for five minutes so you can see this. So I will block you and delete you so you can see why I did this. But moving on, I want to get to this article real quick because the no. Yeah, it's it's related. It's related, but this is why I have so much more faith in the future than I did with Trump. From CBS News, Biden expected to unveil executive orders on day one. The president-elect also announced a COVID-19 task force on Monday, comprising 13 public health experts and scientists who will help translate his pandemic response plan into policy. That is something we haven't had. We've had one, two, two people working on this, and then we had Pence who Mike, was heading it up. It was Mike a fiasco. Pence, really? This is actually thirteen scientists and health experts that Biden has put together. Finally. So that's a big plus. Also, the yes, article finally common sense has taken over the White House. Well, we'll see because you know Trump's still fighting, and it's going to be a fight to get him out of there. You know what? This okay. I've already heard this. I've already heard this a couple of times. You know he goes to Mar-a-Lago for Christmas. Michael Cohen has said this before. He said it twice now. He said that he would not come back to the White House after he leaves to Mar-a-Lago for Christmas. He said he won't come back. That's fine. Bye. Bye. Or, or as, and I steal this from George Wallace's Twitter. It was something about. And I, I'm not phrasing it exactly as it was stated, but it was something my friends told me if I didn't support Trump, they couldn't be friends with me. So I said, bye, Den. <laughs> I like yes, that one. Bye, Den. I like that. So, bye, Den, Trump. But back bye. to this article. It says, Mr. Biden plans to move quickly to rescind Mr. Trump's Muslim ban on immigration from certain countries and implement a temporary moratorium on deportations while reviewing the deportation system. He is also expected to send a bill to Congress to grant a pathway to citizenship for Dreamers and rejoin the Paris Climate Agreement and World Health Organization. Thank God. And, you know, people are saying, oh... It's not good to be in the Paris Climate Agreement because there's nothing forcing them. You know what? It's a start. And all these people, we talked about it on the show the other week, they claim to be pro-life. They're ignoring the fact that 500,000 children were found to have died by air pollution in 2019. So don't tell me you're pro-life if you still don't care about air pollution because it's killing the kids too. Isn't it 
thing, Chris. It's just exhausting. I can't wait. It's like I was telling one of my associates the other day. I can't wait until we have a president that does not dominate the news 24-7 every dang day of the week. I miss just having normal news, you know, what's going on in the world, and then they just casually mention something that the president did, and that's it. The president did not dominate the news every day, every news cycle, all around the world. I'm looking forward to um, a quiet news cycle from the White House. I'm looking forward to that. Well, just an example of how stupid his supporters are. CNN had a report the two men arrested in Philadelphia armed may have believed fake ballots were being counted. They were arrested. They had come from Virginia. They were arrested for having no permit to carry these weapons. And not what they were arrested for, their stupidity shows, in that they brought fake ballots to Pennsylvania to be counted for Trump. <laughs> it did say there was... QAnon stuff found in the tr- in the Hummer that they had, but oh, I remember seeing that. I did not click on it, but I did remember seeing the H two sitting there, and I thought, you know, H twos ain't cheap, and I thought certainly not. Certainly, I thought it might be clickbait, but I guess it wasn't. No, they had a Hummer. They took fake ballots. <laughs> they took their guns from Virginia to Pennsylvania, trying to get them counted. You know what I found out. Um, along the open carry thing. Uh, did you know in Canada, if you have open carry, you will be arrested? You can have a gun concealed, but you can't do open carry in Canada. They will throw you under the jail for that. And I wish they would do that here in the United States. Well, the thing that always gets me is you... Well, I haven't sat in a restaurant in quite a while because of COVID, but... The, the thing that gets me, when I did go to a restaurant, and you'd see somebody sitting there in a restaurant with a gun strapped to their side. Are you that afraid in life that you have to have your gun visible to other, others because you're afraid something might happen? Because there's no other reason for it. If you're not afraid, why do you have that gun showing? Well, see, I mean, I was at TG Maxx last Friday night running a register. And, um, yes, I work part-time at TG Maxx. Holla! Anyways, I was running the register, and, um, this was, I guess it was the, the Friday night before the election, that's what it was. And, uh, the young, it was a young guy and a young girl, I would say young, probably early 20s. And, um, he had on a Trump hat. And I was wondering why everybody was looking really weird at him. I was checking him out, and, you know, I'm having pleasant conversation with him. And I noticed people in line behind him was looking at him really weird. And it's kind of like a weird vibe in the air. And I thought, what's going on here? So then, as he turned to the side, I saw that big pistol on his side. I mean, it was a big one. And I thought, what in the world are you in TJ Maxx with a pistol for? Because they're terrified. I rolled my eyes so hard, they completely came out of my head and they rolled across the floor. And and let me just remind everybody out there, we were told 
the Democrats and liberals were going to protest if Biden lost this election and police were on high alert. Tuesday night, most of us thought it was over. Honestly, most of us thought it was over. And nobody protested. There was no violence, no protest, nothing. Trump's people, however, have been bringing guns and protests. And, of course, before the election, they lined the road so people couldn't get through to go vote. They tried to run the Biden bus off the road, causing all kinds of problems. Possible wrecks, which could have led to death. Oh, but they were just having fun, is what Trump supporters will say. No, no, no. They were protecting them. That's what it was. They were protecting them. Oh, I've, I've been told by Trump supporters, oh, they were just having fun. They weren't driving reckless. No, they were driving reckless and erratically, and they could have killed somebody. Plain and simple. Have you heard, have you heard that they're, they're wanting to do a million-man march on Washington, D.C., supporting Trump? Yeah. We'll see if they get that. He couldn't get a million men to his inauguration. How are they going to get a million men to take off and go protest? Again, isn't this exhausting? It's just yep. so exhausting. It's just like, anyways. But let's move on to some fun, wonderful, and deserving political news for a minute. This okay. is from NBC News. Nashville renames prominent city street representative... John Lewis Way. Yes. Very much deserving. The man was absolutely phenomenal. We owe so much to him. I don't personally, but the the black people of this country owe so much to him and his efforts. And oh, yeah. I respect him greatly for everything that he did. And Highly respect. And let me just remind everybody out there, too, the same day that John Lewis died, Trump refused to offer condolences. But that day, he did wish well to Ghislaine Maxwell, his good friend, who was accused of child sex trafficking. So, that tells you what kind of president we have. That a civil rights icon gets no mention, a child sex trafficker gets wished well. But, the... Again. Isn't this exhausting? <laughs> well, hopefully, in just a few months, it'll be over, and we won't have to hear from him anymore, because hopefully he'll be hanging his head so far in defeat that he won't come back. Remember, well, he did promise to leave the country if he lost. Interesting that you said that. Um, the Southern District of New York has gotten uh, has got like eight open investigations on him, so as soon as he's no longer president... On January 21st, they're going after him. They need to. So hopefully he'll be in jail. Maybe he'll move to Russia and, and declare asylum. Ooh, that would be... Hey, he could be over there. What's his name uh, in, the, in the embassy? Was it Snowden? Yeah, Snowden. Maybe he can load up in Snowden over there. In, is it Switzerland? And this, whatever it's I can't remember embassy. where he went, but he was somewhere. So, but anyways... <laughs> But one last bit of political news before we move on to greener pastures. I don't know if you saw it. This is an article off of U.S. or off Yahoo News. USPS quote whistleblower reportedly recanted ballot tampering allegations. Who'd have figured that? Yeah, yeah, and he got his ass in trouble for it too. 
So even the United States Postal Service worker that was claiming there was fraud has now denied that there was fraud. So keep that in mind, all you conspiracy theorists out there that think there's so much fraud with this election. We've pointed out plenty of reason for you to believe it, but of course you support Trump so you don't believe anything that's actually fact. The alternative facts you believe, but... Oh, God. Oh, the... Isn't it exhausting? <laughs> but you know, what's, what's even more is I had somebody, I told them, you all believe in alternative facts on social media at some point. And they go like, what? I'm like, well, that's what your people said is alternative facts, not real facts. Yeah. I mean, I didn't make that line up. What was it? Was it Tammy Laren that did that? It's Kellyanne Conway. Yeah. Still an idiot. But but that's enough of the political now. Let's move on to other things. Did you see that Dwayne Johnson is rebooting the Scorpion King? Tell me no. Please tell me no. He will not star in it. He will produce it. And it's set in the modern day. All I can say is the first one was terrible. It was terrible. And I didn't watch another one since. I mean, they tried to, you know, they did The Mummy. Did you ever watch that movie, The Mummy, with... Um, of course I did. I watched all three of them. And I'm the, talking about Tom Cruise. Oh, no, I did not watch that one. Well, see, I thought it was going to be something to do with a new spinoff of The Mummy movies from Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. There's no I in his last name. Fraser, whatever, you know what I said. Anyways, the one where Tom Cruise had nothing to do with the Mummy series. Now, I've never seen the Mummy 3. I've never seen part of it. I was not thrilled with Mummy 3. The Curse of the Dragon Emperor. Do you have it on your voodoo? Yes, I do. Okay, I want to see it. It is on there. If anything, I would love for them to revisit the series, The Mummy, because I actually enjoyed those movies. Well, you know, Universal was trying to do their whole Dark World universe thing, where they were redoing all these monster movies. And The Invisible Man, they did really well. That was one remake I will approve of, because they did what I want. They took an original idea retooled it, redeveloped it, and came up with a new story that's not the same thing. And I think that's what The Mummy was going for, but I I, I never watched it because I heard too many bad reports about it. And Tom Cruise is not the best actor in the world, even though he's had some really good movies along the way. I gotta beg to differ on that one. I really enjoy his movies. He's had some bad ones. The Firm was awesome. I said he had some good ones. But yes, he's had some bad the, ones, too. And the M.I. movies are awesome. No. First two were really good. Third one was terrible. I didn't watch any more after that. I'm planning to watch oh, the most recent. you see the rest of them. The rest of them are awesome. The one with Henry Cavill I have not seen yet. And but. I love that he does all of his own uh, stunts. So he don't have a stunt double for that. Well, now he's going into space to film one eventually. That will be interesting. Which I, do I still think that is really stupid. I mean, 
the insurance they're going to have to have. Well, that's the thing. They, they don't insure him, period. You didn't know that? But they're still going to have to have the crew go up there to film it, and they're going to have to be insured. This now, is Paramount taking is, people Paramount into space. Paramount Pictures does not insure Tom Cruise because the way he does all of his own stunts, they won't insure him. But they're going to have to insure the crew. Yeah, they will insure the crew and insure, insure the uh, um, the equipment and stuff, but they, they, I doubt they'll insure him because you know he'll be doing those spacewalks by himself. He'll be doing a, he'll be doing the real ones. Because in the last movie he did, he actually jumped out of a plane at 30,000 feet. He trained with the, um, with some, uh, I want to say Navy SEALs, but I'm not really sure. But they taught him how to jump out of the plane, and then he jumped with them like 10 times to learn how to do it. And then he did it by himself with a camera crew that was with him. Yeah, he did that shit. It's crazy. Yeah, but um, like I said, he's had some bad movies, he's had some good movies, but as far as shooting in space, the production, the insurance, the trip itself, hey, you're talking know, millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. I know what we can do to review, to honor that, Chris. Jason X, the one that's in space, Jason Voorhees, the one that they went to space. Do you remember uh, that one? Wasn't that pitiful? <laughs> but moving on. Oh, come on now. You know it'd be a good one. Come on. This one relates to one that we reviewed the other week on The Witches. I did not see any controversy when I watched it. I understand the point being brought up. But oh, the hands. Yeah, the, yeah. the disability community has apparently been upset by this film and like I said I didn't see it as mocking anybody I didn't see it as being mean about the deformity it was just these witches were like that but Anne Hathaway came out and issued a public apology for it and it says she wasn't even the one that wrote it she wasn't even the one that was the costume designer who did that. Well, it was her on Instagram. She said, let me begin by saying I do my best to be sensitive to the feelings and experiences of others, not out of some scrambling PC fear, but because not hurting others seems like a basic level of decency we should all be striving for. Uh, as someone who really believes in inclusivity and really, really detests cruelty, I owe you all an apology for the pain caused. I am sorry. I did not connect limb difference with the GHW when the look of the character was brought to me. If I had, I assure you this never would have happened. And see, that's the whole point right there. She didn't connect it. I didn't connect it. I don't think most people connected it. And yeah, it I is an unfortunate thing. And nobody wanted to hurt anybody with it. But... The intent was not there, I do believe. I don't think this okay. was done to intentionally hurt anybody. Okay, let's take a way back pill. Think about this. Do you remember whenever, um, uh, what you call him played the penguin in Batman? Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Do you not remember his hands? His hands were like this. And no one said a damn word about those hands. Well, it was a different time, too. 
So, I mean, he that was, almost was running years around ago. like a penguin. Wank, 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 wank. And his hands were deformed. And he wore gloves to cover it up. So, anyways, I'm just saying. And I do want to take a minute to celebrate one person this week. You know, I've, I've talked about my love for Hitchcock on here. And I did not realize that Norman, Lo- Norman Lloyd was still alive. Honestly. And he had a birthday this past week. He was a producer for Hitchcock. He was in many of the show's episodes. And he was in some of the movies. I knew him from the show St. Elsewhere where he played Dr. Auslander. On November 8th, he turned 106 years old. Are you freaking kidding me? I am not. And it says he has worked with people including Alfred Hitchcock, Orson Welles, Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton, Ilya Kazan, Jean Renoir, Robin Williams, Martin Scorsese, Denzel Washington, Mark Harmon, Cameron Diaz, Judd Apatow, and Amy Schumer. Amazing list of work from him. He was a very good wow. actor, and I absolutely loved him as Dr. Ashlander on St. Elsewhere. And the fact that he has made it to 106, I just felt like he definitely needed a shout out on that one. He was born in 19, what, 13? 14. Under my, 1914? Yep. That's just freaking unbelievable. And he, he lived through seeing the Nazi shit. Well, excuse me. The Nazi stuff and all that other stuff. He lived through all that and saw it. Wow. It says that is that just freaking amazing. This article I'm reading is from MSN.com. It's, it's titled Norman Lloyd Turns 106. He is the history of our industry, if anybody wants to read it. it and the passage here says... Lloyd was born and was born Norman Perlmutter, November 8, 1914, in Jersey City, New Jersey. He took singing and dancing lessons and was a paid professional by the age of nine. He performed with the New School for Social Research and Harvard Dramatic Club and made his Broadway debut in 1935 at age 20. But and the rest you, was history at that point. If you want an example of some of his best work, and it may not be his most acclaimed because it's not Hitchcock, but St. Elsewhere is on Hulu, and I yeah. highly suggest watching that show. It's a little bit dated now, but it was so ahead of its time when it aired. It's still a good show. It's yeah. definitely a good show, but there are so he, you'll see things that are dated, like the AIDS references and such as that. Like When you watch it, you'll see there was still some stigmata there. But one thing I will say for St. Elsewhere is they were the first show that I know of to present AIDS as a disease that affects straight people. Because one of the doctors ended up getting AIDS through heterosexual sex. Really? And that and, doctor uh, was Mark Harmon. Yeah, it's um, he's got a lot of A-listers he's worked with over the years. I mean, God, what a, a living legend. And then when you get to the series finale of St. Elsewhere, it is not just me, but it is acclaimed as one of the greatest series finales of all time. It's up there with the New Heart finale. 
two of the oh, absolute best series finales ever. But I love the show, the show New Heart. I mean, yeah, I love him. But like I said, I wanted to send a shout out to Norman Lloyd and wish him a happy birthday because he was and still is amazing. Yes, and um, his fingers has been his fingers has touched a lot of people, his a lot of lives. And uh, when I say his fingers, I mean as in he's helped all these people along the way with his hands. And moving on, the I don't know if you saw it, but Linda Carter has announced that her son has gotten her to be on Reddit. Wednesday, November 18th at noon Eastern, she will be live on Reddit, and I have got to find out how to do Reddit because I've never done it before in my life. I've read a few things on it, but never really got into it. Reddit's kind of like um, Instagram, in a way, if you're, on, if you're on Instagram. I don't do Instagram either, so... Dude, I cannot believe that, because you are missing the most amazing content, especially from Madonna... She puts on so many videos on Instagram, it's not even funny. If anything, just get on there for Madonna. I don't really watch videos online that much. I watch my TV and... No, uh, it's... Whenever I say it's videos, it's like maybe 30-second videos. Yeah, but Madonna. I... Just, and, and it's, and it's I, inside her house. She's inside her house in her bathtub, like, lounging and stuff. I don't like watching on my phone because the screen's too small. I like watching the big screen TV. It's just the way no, I am. No. But moving <laughs> away, <in> ways. <laughs> moving away, WSOCTV.com <laughs> uh, from Charlotte posted an article, McDonald's will launch meatless McPlant burger. And you know, you know I'm happy because this finally gives me another place. This is McDonald's confirmed it will soon test its own plant-based protein in key markets next year. McPlant can be used in burgers, breakfast sandwiches, and other items. McPlant is crafted exclusively for McDonald's by McDonald's. Ian Borden, McDonald's international president, said at a virtual investor meeting on Monday, according to USA Today, in the future, McPlant could extend across a line of plant-based products, including burgers, chicken substitutes, and breakfast sandwiches. So, hopefully it gets moving really quick, because I would love to have a variety of options to go out and eat. Yeah, and uh, I've tried. I think we've talked about this before, where they have the Impossible Whopper at, at Burger King. And to all of you people out there that has never tried an Impossible Whopper, trust me, you cannot taste the difference. And it is ex exceptional. It is delicious. Uh, it is very good. In fact, um, I actually prefer it over the Whopper. For real, it is very, very good. But that's pretty much all on it because there's no real definite on when it or when or where the McPlant's going to show up. But another one of those weird, wacky stories that I stumble across now and then. This is from the IBTimes.com. Magic mushrooms treatment effective against depression, according to a new study. The key points listed two doses of psilocybin yielded quick antidepressant results in the participants. The effects of psilocybin reportedly lasted longer compared to other antidepressant treatments, 
and the study comes just days after Oregon became the first state to legalize magic mushroom therapy. So, hopefully... Are we talking about, like, drugs, like shrooms? It's, it's, they're, they're, they're mushrooms. They are a fungus. Yeah, I know. But they have hallucinogenic properties, and that's what people use them for. But now they have found that it's helpful for depression. And of course it is, because you won't remember a damn thing you're doing. No. It's, <laughs> I just read you the key points. I know. I'm just trying to make it funny. Well, you're not. This is something serious that could actually help people, and you're trying to knock it. See, Paul doesn't like you out there, people. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Whatever. Don't you listen to him. And another one of those weird, wacky stories, if I can get it to pull up. Did you see what Japan is doing to scare away bears? Yes! They're talking about the robot wolves. The, the robotic monster wolves. Oh my god, and they look, they look actually really scary. They do. Like, they would definitely make you think twice if you saw one. The glowing red eyes, and I, don't they snarl and growl? They snarl and growl, and they make mechanical sounds, they make various animal sounds, um, smoke comes out of them. Uh, it's... Leave it to Japan to come up with something crazy like that. Now listen to this. This is not the first time they've actually used um, they've actually used uh, mechanical wolves in other parts of the countries too. Like in, um, I was reading another article to help protect sheep and stuff in the in the like uh, I forget was it in, was it in Ireland? It's someplace like that where they're protecting the sheep and they use um, those mechanical robot wolves in there to scare off other predators and stuff in there for the sheep. But yeah, could you imagine? <laughs> yeah. But, hey, if it, if it keeps people safe from bears and, and animals and livestock. Yeah. But next I've got a story that it doesn't even pertain to me and it angered me that it was a thing. But this is from US, USA Today. UPS allows employees to wear natural black hairstyles and beards. Why would you not? It's their natural hair. This should I, never I have been a thing. What, what does it mean by that, Chris? What it do you says, mean? As in black people's black natural hair, or is it just people with black hair? Well, the, the article reads, UPS will now allow its employees to wear beards, longer hair, and natural black hairstyles like afros, braids, locks, twists, and knots. Now, the beards and longer hair, I can understand to an extent because that was the way things were, and it was not targeting one group. It was yeah, everybody okay. across the board. Afros, though? You're really going to say that they can't have an afro? They can't have braids? They can't have twists, knots, or locks? It's, Apparently they did. And also, I see nothing wrong with dreads on anybody as long as they're kept good. Now, there are dreads that look terrible, and that's an and issue. Stinks like, and stinks like dog poop. But there are dreads that are actually taken care of and look good on people. It, yeah, like Millie Vanilli. Well, we're not going to go there. <laughs> but it just, 
like I said, it just does not apply to me. I don't have a beard. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have black hair because I'm not black. But why would you even consider not allowing a natural hairstyle? Not unless they wanted to go for this, you know, look that they wanted all their drivers to have. But still, it's their natural hair. I'll say it, I've said it before. Isn't it exhausting? <laughs> but but at least it's a good change. I'll, I'll give UPS that. They, they're doing away with that policy. They're now allowing it. So congratulations on joining the 19th century there, UPS. We applaud you. Here, we'll give him one of these. <laughs> Where is it at? Uh, there we go. There's for UPS. There you go. There you go. The round of applause. Although it kind of sounds more like popcorn popping, doesn't it? Yeah, that's what I had for supper tonight. was popcorn. What Isn't a, that nutritious? What a tasty meal there, Paul. Hey, you and, know, it's a supper of champions. And you know what? I washed it down with sun drop. And Paul had some breaking news for me tonight that I had not seen yet. Do you want to go into it, or do you want me to read it? Um, I, I don't have it open, and I don't have it on my eyes right now, Chris. Well, do so. you want to say what it is real quick? I'll, I'll give yes. the details. I, it's, it's called, it's, I found an article, it's Wonder Woman 1984, Wonder Brothers, Mulls, a January HBO Max release, or delay it until summer of 2021. Of course, this is from Variety. So, Yes, it's from Variety Magazine. So it looks like um, we might be seeing her really soon. Well, the article reads, Six weeks before Wonder Woman 1984 is scheduled to open in theaters on Christmas, Warner Brothers execs are considering whether to push the highly anticipated superhero sequel to the summer of 2021 or keep the movie on its December 25th theatrical debut and then put it on the HBO Max streaming service in early January. According to sources with knowledge of the plans, I I'm torn on this because I really want to see this at the theater. I really want to see this make tons of money at the theater, but I also really want to see this movie, and I'm ready. We we have been waiting since June second that it has been delayed continuously, and COVID's not going away anytime soon. Even though it was going to be gone after election, remember. It's still here. It's getting worse. Texas is the first state to hit more than a million cases. You know, it's just, it's not getting better. And it's not safe to go to a theater and sit there. But I also hate that a movie that has the potential to make as much money as Wonder Woman 84 does to not go to the theater because they lose that revenue. So it's it's bothersome all the way around, but like I said, I am so ready to see this movie. I just hate all these circumstances involved, so I can see every side of the coin. Where they want to make the money, fans want to see it, they want to please the fans, they want to keep the theaters happy. But it's a no-win situation. No matter what they do, there's no win on this. I know what you want to see, besides the movie. Well, that's a given. You want to see it break. Blockbuster movies. I, I want you, they're probably because it. In all honesty, this probably has the potential to be Captain America: Civil War numbers. Oh, it's already the first one when it opened. 
I, and Box Office Mojo since changed their things to where I can't see the comic book movies. But when Wonder Woman opened, she leapt into the top five movies based on a comic book of all time. Now, which one? Now, which one? It was it Civil? No, we're not Civil War. Um, Infinity uh, War. Endgame. She could possibly touch on Endgame. Well, she could. She could do a lot, and she did more in the United States than she did worldwide, and that would change as well. Those oh, worldwide yeah. numbers now, would me go personally, up. I would love for it to come out at the theater and see this movie just squash everything around it because you know it will. But realistically, we can't do anything now. Um, I do know we we haven't got that much time. I'm going to go ahead and say this out. Um, they, that was it, Pfizer, or who was it this week that has a Pfizer a coronavirus uh, vaccine that is 92 percent effective? So um, that is very promising, and it looks like it probably is going to come out in mid to late January. Well, and, they're going to um, start rolling it out then, hopefully. But for yeah, mass marketing, probably May or June. So, yes, that's what I'm saying. Start rolling it out for the high-risk groups in January. And um, for it to be 92% effective, I actually am excited about it. I really am. Well, hopefully, it will get there. We, we do have some sad news here as we finish up. I don't know if you saw, ABC News has this report. Al Roker to take time off to, off work to battle prostate cancer. I like Al Roker. I don't watch the Today Show, but every time I've seen him, he always seems to have a great personality. Oh, He's yeah, very good happy. on the screen. And I hate to hear this for him. I really hope he has a fast and speedy recovery and a full recovery. So hopefully they've caught it early enough to eliminate any major issues for it but our best go out to him and then we also have lost four significant people this week Uh, Lucille Bridges the mother of Ruby Bridges If, if you don't know the story of Ruby Bridges she was the little girl in New Orleans that went to school the first black student at her all-white school after segregation. Her mother has passed away now. So, definitely a sad thing there. We discussed Joe Ruby a few weeks ago and had so much to do this week that we didn't have the chance or the time to get it in. His creative partner, Ken Spears has now also passed just a few short weeks after at the age of 82. Of course, they were best known for creating Scooby-Doo, among other things. But huge part of my childhood right there, just in the work they did, that he did, he and uh, Joe Ruby did with, with uh, Hanna-Barbera alone. And absolutely respect the man tremendously and definitely sad to hear that news of his passing um there's a show from the bbc called as time goes by if you haven't seen it it does air on pbs check your local listings because of course pbs stations are all different but 
I watched a couple episodes Saturday when the news came of the passing of actor Jeffrey Palmer, who passed away at the age of 93. It was him and Judy Dench that were the stars of the As Time Goes By. He also was in The Madness of King George, Tomorrow Never Dies, and Mrs. Brown, as well with Dame Judy Dench. And this from UPI.com. His other credits included Doctor Who, Faulty Towers, Butterflies, The Saint, The Avengers, Blackadder Goes Forth, The Fall and Rise of Reginald Perrin, A Fish Called Wanda, Clockwise, The Pink Panther 2, The Hollow Crown, Parade's End, and Paddington. And definitely a full life, but still very sad to see him go. And of course, the the biggest story probably this week of a passing Jeopardy host Alex Trebek passed away at the uh. age of 80 after his long battle with cancer and of course it was pancreatic cancer I was not a big fan of Jeopardy I know a lot of people were the the show that he did that I liked the best was Classic Concentration and it actually does still air the reruns on Buzzer it's a over-the-air broadcast game show channel that's also available on Pluto TV, the Roku Live channels, and other places as well. So, if you get the chance, check out Classic Concentration. It's much better than Concentration, because they show that on Buzzer, too. But Classic Concentration with Alex Trebek was much better. And, of course, my absolute favorite thing from Alex Trebek... First, I'll give his other... He was on The Wizard of Odds, Double Dare, High Rollers, Battle Stars, and To Tell the Truth, among the other ones I mentioned. But his best performance for me personally was as the Man in Black in an episode of The X-Files. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. So, that is also, I believe it's still on Hulu. Check it out. Find the episode with Alex Trebek. I can't remember the name right offhand without looking it up, and I don't really have time. But... Do check that out and watch it. He just briefly in the episode, not very long, but it was a really good episode. So our hearts, our thoughts, our prayers all go out to their family and loved ones that they've left behind. They will all be remembered and missed. So... That is it for the news. We will be back in a few minutes with our reviews of Black Christmas. And I'm drawing a blank. What's the other one? It was Black Christmas oh, the Joker. and it was The Joker. The Joker, that's it. I just watched God, it last night Chris, too. Chris, you're so old. I've, I'm too many things going through my mind at one time. And of course I got Alex Trebek's picture right here on my screen so that doesn't help. Because that just throws my mind on a whole different tangent. But we will be back with our reviews. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. And we are back. First off, while I had that little break, I went up and looked up the episode with Alex Trebek. For those of you interested, it is Season 3, Episode 20, entitled Jose Chung's From Outer Space. It includes other guest stars that are noteworthy. Charles Nelson Riley from the game show Match Game, best known probably. 
William Lucking, who was in lots of things, but a couple episodes of Incredible Hulk. Jesse the Body Ventura. And I'm not seeing any other names that I really recognize right offhand, but... Alex Trebek and Jesse Ventura were the men in black in that episode. So, cool. so if you get the chance, it is season 3, episode 20 once again. On IMDb, that episode alone has a 9.0 out of 10 rating after 4,678 reviews. So, I'm not kidding, it's a really good episode. Watch it. Pay Alex Trebek some, some attention with that one. But, on to our reviews. First up, Black Christmas. Apparently this was released last year and I had missed it altogether. I don't remember it coming out. I don't remember any fanfare for it. All I know is that HBO Max had it advertised that it was premiering on there. Well, I think it was Halloween Day, wasn't it? And Yeah. The other guys' ratings are IMDb, 2.6 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, 38%. And Metacritic, 49. I do believe that's the worst ratings of anything we've reviewed yet. And I gotta say, I'm not gonna give it much better. Well, hello. Uh, it's pretty bad when my uh, made-for-TV uh, Jason Voorhees YouTube uh, uh, show got better than this. <laughs> well, that didn't have actual ratings because it was oh, a fan film. Just, just pretend with me. Pretend no, because just pretend. Cause that would make you right and you're not right. I, you heard that. You I, heard that, people. I do. Listen to this abuse I get. I get abuse from him all the darn time. <laughs> I do want to go back and watch the original and see if it's better than this. It did have Margot Kidder in the original. There's an original Black Christmas? There's two prior to this one. Because there was one that was released in like the late 90s, early 2000s. And there's this one. But this one started off really bad for me. I don't know if you noticed it, but it was pretty hard to miss. She's being stalked on her cell phone. Thinks it's the guy walking behind her, sending her these weird yeah. messages. And then all of a sudden, this cloaked guy appears in front of her. She goes running to houses. He's nowhere to be seen. She's got a phone in her hand. Why isn't she calling 911? Isn't it exhausting? <laughs> I mean, honestly, where was the logic in this? She went to like two or three different houses there. Nobody was answering the doors. The, the guy wasn't around. And she's not calling 911. Well, Chris, if you really think about it, this is this new generation coming out. That's because they can't text the cops. They'd rather text than call anyone. Come on now. Are they like that? Kelly Bundy and they don't know the number for 911? What's the deal? I mean, seriously. Hey, they, it's 911. They, they may honestly do not know the number for 911. Really, they may not know it. But there were some okay moments in this film. Overall, it's just kind of lackluster. One of the the high points is Carrie Elwes is in it, but 
I feel so sorry seeing him in this movie because he's been in such great stuff and now he's in Black Christmas. Well, I well, I'm going to slightly disagree with you on some of this stuff. You know I love horror movies. You know I do. Yep. And I actually really enjoyed this horror movie. Well, the from... reason why I liked it is because it had some some jump screen moments, you know, where it's like, you know, I didn't know what to expect because here, here I am sitting here watching it on my iPad, you know, my headphones in, and all of a sudden it's like, boom, it made me jump because there was some jump moments in it that made me jump. So you're so, a big girl. Oh, shut up. I really enjoyed This is kind of, it reminded me kind of like um, Scream Queens. Oh, uh, don't I'll even, just, don't even insult my Scream Queens with this. Because Scream, Scream Queens, Queens is hilarious, and it's supposed no, to be hilarious. There was this kid, there was this killer going around campus. But it was a comedy, and it was supposed to be a comedy. This was supposed to be a straightforward type. Killer going around campus killing these girls. It's kind of that same analogy. Come on. Yeah, you just it, there's no saving this film. Uh, Granted, there's no Chanel's in this movie, but... <laughs> and just a, a side note, the Bing had IMDb ranking it 2.6 out of 10. IMDb's webpage actually says 3.3 out of 10. So it's gone up. But still. I was going to say that it did have 3.3, but I wasn't about to put you on the spot because I actually got the, uh, the app open on it, so... Well, it's, it's two different things. Like, IMDb page, I'm going to say is right at 3.3 out of 10, but the Bing, where I get all of them at one time, it's got 2.6 out of 10. Okay, down here, if you scroll down further, you'll see where it says the original Black Christmas came out in 1974, and then there's another Black Christmas that came out in 2006. You see, I was right. So. And Margot Kidder was in the original. See, I do I mean, know some uh, things. Uh, it, mm. Maybe we need to watch the original one. The we'll 1974 have to see one. We'll have to see if it's available anywhere. Uh, real quick, the box office will tell you everything you need to know about this film. Estimated budget was $5 million. Opening weekend, December 15th, 2019, $4,240,245. U.S. grossed $10,429,730 with a worldwide gross $18,529,730. They couldn't even hit $20 million on this film worldwide. They made three times their budget. That's all that matters. But still, it shows that there was no market for this thing. That It just did not work. What was it that you liked about it? We need to find some good things about it. Well, I liked it that it was um, it was kind of like a dark horror in a way. And oh, did you just see what just broke? No. On the news, this is live. What? Right here it is. Biden carries Arizona, and it's been awarded to him. Well, just now, the AP has been saying that. So he's officially... Yeah, I know. It just became official. It just broke, like, right now on my phone. It just came across. 
um, I mean, this is like a dark horror, uh, shock horror. It, it's it's it just like jumps out of nowhere at you, and I enjoyed it. It, it, it remind, remind me of um, you know it is it, 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 it anybody that out there that enjoys shock horror where you're shocked and um, surprised at what's going on because just when you think you know what's getting ready to go on, that's not what happens. This this one actually kind of rewrites the horror books a little bit for me. Um, so I actually really enjoyed it. So don't pay attention to the critics. Again, um, the critics gave um, the witches movie poor ratings as well. And I actually really enjoyed that movie. So uh, don't listen to the critics. Watch this. Don't listen to Chris. <laughs> Watch this. You'll listen actually really enjoy it. Uh, that's like I say, it's always what you think you'll like is best to go with, but this really, the the story's poorly done. I'm, I'm going to just throw out one thing. It's a bit of a spoiler, but I'm not going to tell you the details around it. One of them gets killed with a set of keys stabbed into their shoulder. The way it looked was the shoulder when I saw it. No, it was in the neck. I didn't see it going in Because I neck. remember them. It was, you had to go back and rewatch it. It was in their neck. I ain't going back and rewatching it. That's just not going to happen. It was right here around the collarbone. That's but where it, your dragon was at. It really did look like it was in the, the shoulder to me. And I was... Oh, that was... I did not understand how a shoulder strike with keys could kill them. They said it received backlash because it was a PG-13. The And it said the first remake, Black Christmas of 2006, was at one point rumored to be a PG-13, but the producers wisely decided to release an R-rated film. Again, like I said earlier, why are you going to keep remaking stuff? come up with a new idea this this one part from the IMDB trivia thing here would have been better being a huge fan of the original film filmmaker John Carpenter asked that film's director Bob Clark if he had planned to make a sequel Clark responded by saying that if he were to make a sequel he would set it a year after the events of Black Christmas have the killer escape from the mental institution after being arrested between films and that he would call the film Halloween. Carpenter asked if he could write the sequel, and Clark gave him his permission. However, the script turned into a separate project that would eventually become John Carpenter's Halloween. By coincidence, both films would eventually have sequels by Bloomhouse, Halloween in 2018 and Black Christmas in 2019. So, there's a little bit of story for the Halloween movie, too. sense to play it in with it like that you know um, they could have played off each other well, big time it would have been something different but I also I think I like the fact that it was not done that way because the story for Michael Myers could not have worked if they used and like I said I've not seen the original Black Christmas so I'm not spoiling anything here but if they'd have used the killer from Black Christmas, the original film, the story would not have worked 
with Halloween. Okay, I just clicked on the original Black Christmas. It has a rating of a 7.2. Well, we'll have to see if it's available anywhere. It says, watch now on Shout Factory TV. I don't know what that is. Shout Factory, some things are free and some things are pay. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Shout Factory has some really good stuff on it. It may even be on Amazon Prime if it's on Shout Factory. Shut up. John Saxon is in this movie, the original one. John Saxon. You know who that is. He played Heather Leggenkamp's father in Not On... Uh, oh, yeah. Um, he was um, He was in the Wonder Woman and the 16 Yeah, he's also Man. Wonder Woman. Yeah. So he's in the original movie. One of my favorite episodes of Wonder Woman. The two-part episode, The Feminine Mystique. Available currently so, at DC Universe for those of you out there who would might, like to see the Feminine Mystique. We might need to watch the original just to, for, you know, shits and giggles to see what it's about. Well, we can do that. Drive for next week. Yeah. Sure Because, let's face it, I'm not going to like it any less than this one. Well, it's, it's like I said, I was taken out at the beginning. It's like Batman and Robin all over again. Batman and Robin the movie with George Clooney and Chris Elliott, or Chris... Uh, all Chris, this, Chris O'Donnell. And... I, I wanted to like it. I just... When Robin drives through the side of the building on the bat bike and knocks the bat symbol into the wall, I was done. That was it. it. The movie was dove just over at that point. You have gone too stupid, too cheesy, too quick. And that just ruined the film for me from then on out. And like I said, this dumb girl being chased by somebody who's sending her weird messages, refusing to call 911 on the cell phone that's in her hand at the beginning of the movie, it's not like Scream. Where Drew Barrymore's on the phone and can't call nine one one. Yeah, this girl's getting messages through a, whatever app it was, because it wasn't text messages. Some it was something of, through the it school. Was called Yik, it was called Yik Yak. Yip Yap. Yip Yap. That's what it was. Yip Yap. And so I don't even know if that's, that's real. Is that no? Real? It's probably a ripoff of TikTok, and just that's a, what I was thinking. making a chat thing out of it, but. But anyways, now you, you have the now, chance to call and you don't. Can you hear me? What did you say? Who is your favorite Batman out of all the Batman movies? I don't know that I really have a favorite. I thought that the one from and people out there are going to be like, how can you choose that? But for me, the one who fit the role of both characters, Bruce Wayne and... Um, Batman, believably, was Val Kilmer. And I do like that movie, Batman Forever, a lot. Christian Bale... Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer, I can believe, as the billionaire playboy. And at the time, I can believe him in the part of Batman. Michael Keaton, I could not see the millionaire playboy. George Clooney, I could not see as Batman. No. I got... I agree with you on George Clooney. I was like, what? George Clooney is Batman? No. 
Michael Keaton was not a playboy in that. Absolutely not. Now, I liked the the last Batman that was. The one that they did like billions of dollars with. You mean Ben Affleck or Christian Bale? Because Ben Affleck was the oh, last no, no, Batman. Christ, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. I liked him. That's when they did, like, huge numbers with Batman. And he was believable as both roles to an extent. But I hated the Batman voice, where he was talking so deep, he could only speak one or two words before he had to take a breath. I'm Batman. Yeah. And it was very noticeable that he had to take a breath constantly. So... So... At least with Ben Affleck, he had a voice-changing thing like Arrow did. Okay, on... so, let's see. There was Michael Keaton, George Clooney, Val Kilmer. Um, let's see, who, who, who was it? The, Christian the Bale. The just mentioned. Christian Bale, Ben Affleck. Adam West. And now, huh? Adam West. Oh, yeah, Adam West is the original one. Now we've got... Um, Robert Pattinson. Robin Pattinson, Robert Pattinson. Seven different Batmans. And how many Wonder Womans have we actually made it to the screen with? Two. Two. And she will be 80 years old in November. And there's actually two more Batmans that made it to the big screen that were in matinee serials, but I don't remember their names. Are you talking about the, the animated ones? No, matinee serials. Back in the 40s and maybe 50s, they were... Oh, I don't remember that. They were chapter plays. And each week at the theater would be a new episode. Because people didn't really have TV, so when they went to the theater, they saw a new installment each week. And it was one of the things bringing them back to the theater was basically an episode of TV every week. There's a lot of there's a lot of matinee serials. There's the Black Hearts had one, which or the Black Hawks, not the Black Hearts. Black Hawks were a DC Comics group that were World War II fighter pilots. The Phantom yeah. has a matinee serial. A Captain Marvel Shazam has a matinee serial. Batman had two. Superman had two. I believe the Lone Ranger had some. Dick Tracy had a couple. Tarzan, lots of westerns. Captain America had one, but it was nothing like the Captain America in the comics. I did not know any of that. Yeah. That's good to know. Most of them so, were either 12 or 15 episodes. Wow. That's, uh, that's really interesting. And a lot of them you can look up and find for free online. Like on YouTube or something? Well, YouTube and some of the apps on Roku have them. It just really depends on where you find them. So, okay. Back to Black Christmas now. (laughs) There's really not much I can say for this. I wanted to like it. I really did. I went in with no expectations... Had not seen the original, had not seen the original remake. I just, it just wasn't thrilling. I'm hoping that Margot Kidder's version will be better, but 
You ready to rate it or? You go ahead. You do it. Uh, the best I can do. Because the, the acting's not bad. The script's fairly bad. The production's good. The effects are okay. I give it... Yes, you are really struggling here. I'm trying I'm trying to give it the benefit of the doubt here and and really hope to do better for it, but I just can't. So basically I'm gonna give it one and three quarter stars out of five. I figured you was gonna do that. Now me, I'm gonna save it. Because I love horror movies. And I really do. So any of you out there listening and you're you're a true horror fan and you love the good shock horror. And um, this is a good jump, jump horror movie. It actually made me jump a few times. But um, I, I really enjoyed it. The there was some suspenseful, some suspenseful moments where I'm like I'm holding my breath with the actresses as the killer enters the room, and they're like they're holding their breath. They're like, figure out what's getting re- getting ready to go down. Am, am I getting killed? Am I not getting killed? Did they go out of, did the killer go out of the room? Did they not go out of the room? And I'm not telling you which part that room, that part is in the movie. Cause everybody's going to watch that. It's going to figure out what that is. But anyways, I enjoyed it. I really did. Um, was it some of the best acting? I mean, the acting was okay. The story was okay. Um, it just, it was, uh, there was some moments of it that I was kind of like, mm, really? But, anyways, Chris gave it one and three quarter stars. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give it just a little bit more higher. I'm going to give it, um, two and three quarter stars. It's right below a three. But, um, like I said, I'm a horror movie addict and I, I loved it. So, uh, I highly suggest to see it. Um, now I'm curious to see what the original's like, because it does have some A-listers in it. So, um, but, anyways. Well, one thing I will say, as far as Horror Christmas, I don't remember seeing the movie, but I remember the show. Did you ever watch Tales from the Crypt episode and all through the house? Um, I don't recall it specifically, but that doesn't mean I haven't seen it. That one I really did enjoy. And the original film from 1972 had three different stories, I believe. One of which was And All Through the House. So basically they remade it from the film to the TV series. This, this review that's on here says And All Through the House was one of them. Reflection of Death was a second story, and Poetic Justice was the third story. Poetic Justice apparently takes place on Valentine's Day, and All Through the House takes place on Christmas. But, that one might be one to revisit too, and actually see if we can find the original Tales from the Crypt movie. So are we going to be, okay, am I catching a, a, a theme that we're going to be doing horror Christmas movies now? Well, no, I'm, I'm just trying to give options, and since we're coming off of the Halloween, that might be a good one to go to, and then, because there will be some other transitions that I do with regular Christmas movies, 
because there are some that I love and have to watch every year, like The Muppet Christmas Carol, X-Files episode How the Ghost Stole Christmas. Those are musts for me every year on Christmas. But I just did a little quick um, search for Christmas movies that are horror movies. There's Krampus that came out in 2015. Yep, I've got that one. This is the one I was actually thinking about reviewing because I've always wanted to see it and never seen it. Silent Night, Deadly Night. I've never really watched it either. Yeah, it's from 1984, and I've always wanted to see it. So, maybe, ooh, there's Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2, 1987. I know there's a third one. So, yeah, there, here's just Silent Night. Here's Santa's Sleigh. Ooh. Um, no, absolutely not on that one. That's Bill Goldberg. <laughs> I will not. I just, I... I can already tell it's going to be terrible. Oh, so Bill Goldberg was in it. You already yeah. seen it? No, I've not seen it. I can just tell because I saw the picture. I saw who was in it. I was like, yeah, that's going to be crap. I ain't watching it. Here's uh, Santa Claus versus the Devil. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some good ones out there. I'm, I'm trying to. I want to try to stick to the good ones, but we'll we'll figure it out. Dude, Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Four. I thought this there came was a fourth out in 1990, one. so that's kind of like a whole series. Yeah. Which we may not make it past the first one, because, you know, some things aren't that good, even though they get several movies. Yeah, I think we need to watch Silent Night, Deadly Night. We'll have to see if we can find these things. Because, like I said, Tales from the Crypt is going to be dated, obviously, because it was 1972. But, and I've got the DVDs of them, but, of course, with not getting to see you it's hard to get a DVD to you but I've got the the TV series on DVD maybe we can find it somewhere or Tales of the Crips app yeah but there's the sequel to the Christmas Chronicles is coming because this real quick it was an article I had up here to talk with you about EW.com Entertainment Weekly here are all the Netflix holiday movies, specials, and shows coming in 2020, and I'm not going to go through them all, but this first paragraph I'm going to read. Hallmark and Lifetime aren't the only holiday players gifting you with an overabundance of Yuletide programming. In recent years, Netflix has also has been cranking up the holiday cheer, and the streamer's 2020 holiday slate features seven movies, two of them musicals, two of them sequels to The Princess Switch and The Christmas Chronicles, and casts that include Dolly Parton. Forrest Whitaker, Felicia Rashad, Ricky Martin, Vanessa Hudgens, Emma Roberts, and Christine Baranski. Santa's Sack of toy, TV Toys also contains a Debbie Allen documentary titled Dance Dreams Hot Chocolate Nutcracker, along with the new romantic comedy series Dash and Lily, plus a new season of the Great British Baking Show Holidays. And it gives the complete list below there, but i got to figure out which one has Dolly Parton in it, because that's a definite... Anything Dolly Parton, I gotta watch. Yeah, I was pulling up the list of um, the um, on Freeform, the Twenty Five Days of Christmas. Yeah, those are coming up, uh, and um, has some really good Christmas movies on there too, like the Santa Claus, the Santa Claus Two, Santa Claus Three. No. 
You ever watch any of those movies? I don't like Tim Allen. Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey on Netflix. That's got Felicia Rashad, Forrest Whitaker, and Ricky Martin. So there's several of the ones they mentioned in the thing up there. Oh, have you ever seen A Nightmare Before Christmas? Yes. I've never seen it. You're not missing it. Is it much. good? I didn't like it. But here it is. November 22nd. Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square. Stars, Dolly Parton, Christine Baranski, Jennifer Lewis, Treat Williams, Janine Mason, Josh Segarra, and Mary Lane Haskell. So be expecting that one. We will have to review it. Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square. And you know she just came out with a new Christmas album this year. Yep. And Time Life just did a whole big selection of her talk show, or variety show. Which I really desperately want, but it's like two hundred bucks for everything, because I'm uh, no. I'm a completist and I want it all. I mean, it's like twenty discs or something like that. It's a lot of stuff. Oh, okay. So it's it's not like it's oh let's just take everybody's money. No, it's actually <laughs> set up pretty good. I like that. Oh, let's take everybody's money. <laughs> no, it's 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 because they did the same thing with Six Million Dollar Man years ago. They had a special box set. Everything, all the seasons, the movies, and everything together. It was like 150 bucks, and that was a Christmas present that my mom got me. Um, I remember one of my friends posted on Facebook um, back before Halloween, and he got a deluxe box set of all the um, Friday the 13th movies. And this was a really cool DVD box set that it came with from on Amazon. And um, I want it. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> and it wasn't cheap either. I think it was like, I want to say it was like a $99 or something like that. But it had a really cool display case for them. And it went all the way up to Freddy vs. Jason. I don't know, I know the Beetlejuice has a special edition box set that's like 50 bucks, but it has like a mock of the handbook for the deceased and the flyer, which is kind of burned or torn or whatever at the bottom, like it's in the movie, and they got an iron oil or some kind of patch that's glow in the dark of the, the tombstone that Beetlejuice has. But it's 50 bucks on Amazon, so I haven't bought it. And are you saying, are, didn't they confirm that they're doing a part two to that? No. Michael Keaton's doing it? They want to do a part two. There's no confirmation yet. Are you sure? I'm positive. I thought that they did that. Well, you thought wrong. Well, maybe I'm mistaken. But I do remember reading something about it. There was a thing like a year or two ago where they were talking about the possibility of getting it up again, but nothing's ever happened with it. And of course with COVID, everything kind of crashed. You know, you, you, you mentioned a little while ago about Scream. You know, they're supposed to start filming this fall um, out towards Wilmington, the new Scream movie. I just wonder if they ever got started on that. That I don't know. You, have you seen anything on it? I have not. Hmm. I'm gonna have to get you know get David Ar uh, the the 
name it Arquette and uh, see what I can go to his Twitter wall, see what I can see. So. You mean former WCW heavyweight champion David Arquette? Not, yes. Um, not David Arquette, but what's his name? Um, David Arquette. Oh. Did I say his name right? Yeah. But okay. he was WCW World Heavyweight Champion. I don't understand what you're talking about. World Championship Wrestling, the Ted Turner Organization. There he was used on to be there? the NWA Jim Crockett Promotions. He was on there? When they did Ready to Rumble... They brought him in, and they had him win the world title. I was clueless. I had no idea. I Are didn't watch serious? it at that point. I'm I'm dead serious. You're pulling up. No. You know I'm going to Google. Yeah, I'm going to YouTube on this. Look right it now. up. It's there. Mm. Well, well, dummy there doesn't believe me and has to look it up to see that I am right. We'll move on. Joker is our second selection this week, also available on HBO Max. Oh, my God. The others, IMDb ranked it 8.5 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 68%, and Metacritic gave it 59. And you saw, David Arquette was world champion, didn't you? Here's several videos on YouTube. Right there it is. Yeah. I had no clue. Wow. Don't ever wow. doubt me. So, anyways. <clears throat> but, of course, back to Joker. The This is obviously Batman's biggest villain. It is a completely different tale than you're used to. And I gotta say, I have a problem with a film following the villain as the main <clears throat> character. Because, and people have disagreed with me, but... Honestly, he became kind of a sympathetic hero in this because you feel sorry for him for all the things that he's endured and brought him to this psychosis, but he's still psychotic and should not oh, be Oh, he's still uh, psychotic and evil as hell. And people are like, oh, he's not the hero. And I'm like, he spawned the whole clown riot, at which... Spoiler, at the end of the movie, it doesn't really tell you anything, but, I mean, it, he was the reason for that. How is he not deemed the hero in that film? I'll tell you, Joaquin Phoenix was simply amazing in this film. You got to admit it. I wasn't overly impressed with him. Oh, dear God. I mean, I... I've liked him in other things, but this... He played a good crazy man. Come on. Well, he's played a good crazy man many times. I don't know if he is or not, but... Kind of like Jack Nicholson. He plays himself pretty much in a film. I'm not saying that about Joaquin Phoenix, so nobody get mad out there. But he has played the psychotic before. And oh, yeah. If you recall Joaquin Phoenix' David Letterman interview that went really awry and was obviously, we found out later, being filmed for a movie that Joaquin Phoenix was doing. And the producers and David Letterman apparently did not know that's what they were doing. But, uh, it's a total different spin on the Joker. 
you know, what was it? Um, the Joker that came out with, uh, what's that movie that came out before this? And he Suicide got really Squad. pissed. Uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah, he got really pissed that they didn't use him for the Joker movie. He just, he kept saying, I'm the Joker, I'm the Joker, I'm the Joker. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Well, it's, yeah, and it's Jared Leto, but by the same token, it time-wise wouldn't have fit. Now, that's one thing I will say I liked about this film, is they gave it the gritty past look to it. They gave the old WB from, like, the 70s logo with the red background and the two little slash marks with the smaller slash mark to make the W. I like that. Because they were going for a different look. They were setting it in the past. And as you watch it, there's no real definite time period to the film. You assume it's the 80s. They don't really come out and say it. But... Yeah, and, they, and plus they filmed it kind of... Um, it, it was kind of... Was it a little... The way they filmed it was different. I don't. I can't put my finger on it, but it was different the way they filmed it. It was kind of. It wasn't of like it was dark. It was I, kind of a gritty look. It was kind of a gritty, yeah. And of course, the Exorcist stairs. The Exorcist stairs. Yeah, the stairs Joker dances on. It's the stairs from the Exorcist. Uh, that is not the Exorcist stairs. Are you sure? Because they look just like I'm them. sure because the Exorcist stairs is in Georgetown, and I know where they filmed the Exorcist in Georgetown, and that's in D.C. That is not the Exorcist stairs. Uh, they definitely look like them. Now you're trying to prove me wrong. No, uh, I'm just saying that honestly, they really I've did look like the, them. I've been to the Exorcist stairs in Georgetown in D.C., and I know what they look like, and that was not the Exorcist stairs. <clears throat> because this was filmed in Manhattan. But, yeah. But that was my first thought when I saw them, was it's the Exorcist stairs. I can see that, but, yeah, I can see why you could say that, but that's not the Exorcist stairs. Of course, I watched The Exorcist, and I laughed, so... That movie screwed me up. I don't see how you can laugh. I that movie, I could not sleep for days after watching but, that movie. And I will never watch that movie ever again. Period. Never. Uh, I will never watch some it. of the cast from the Joker, of course, Joaquin Phoenix is the starring character. Robert De Niro plays talk show host Murray Franklin. Zazie Beetz plays his neighbor Sophie Dumond who, if you don't know the name right offhand, if you saw Deadpool 2, she was, what was it, Domino was the character's name, I believe. The one whose, so, yeah. whose power was Luck. Frances Conroy played his mother. She, of course, you'll know very well from American Horror Story. Of course. I'm actually right now at American Horror Story. I'm watching Freak Show. I've made it to Freak Show. And the... The Alfred character was another problem for me. Alfred's origin had been changed long ago to Alfred being former MI5 before he came to work for Thomas Wayne. Joker grabbed him through the bars 
and had control of of Alfred with no problem. I didn't buy that at all. That's what I was thinking. I was like, he could easily like heart punched him and got out of that. Easily. And of course, they do throw the the bit of the origin of Bruce Wayne turning to Batman with Bruce's parents getting killed in the alley. <coughs> Won't spoil anything of how they set that up or anything, but they do have that in the film. But, again, focusing on a villain, it doesn't work for me. Like... They, they had announced that they were going to try and do a Magneto movie out of the X-Men. I was like, but he's the villain. He's not the hero. And you're supposed to be for the hero. And it just, it doesn't work for me at all. Well, I, all in all, I think it was a good movie. Uh, they had a really good story for it. And backstory, I think it took, to me, I think it took a little long to build up to the part of him actually becoming joker i also wonder i I wonder if his laughing condition is actually legitimate like does that actually exist oh the laughing condition yes well let me do it while you're talking i'll do a little quick google on the real uh, quick the budget 55 million dollars estimated opening weekend in the u.s october 6 2019 $96,202,337 for a U.S. gross of $335,451,311 worldwide gross $1,074,251,311 So Joker did not outsell Wonder Woman in tickets in the United States but Joker did outsell Wonder Woman in tickets worldwide. Okay, here we go. It is called uh, Suba. I'm going to butcher it. I do apologize. Don't nobody give me hate tweets, please. Suda Bulbar Effect PBA. It's a medical condition causing sudden, frequent, uncontrollable crying and or laughter that doesn't match how you feel. It can happen in people with brain injuries or certain neurological conditions. It's more common than what than you think. There's an actual website for PBA that you can go to and read all about it. Well, the IMDb and, trivia says Joaquin Phoenix based his laugh on, quote, videos of people suffering from pathological laughter. He also sought to portray a character with which audiences could not identify. Which, that take on it, I'll give him that. You don't want the audience to identify with the killer. And plain and simple, that's what the Joker is. And if you don't know that, then why are you even watching this movie? He's a weird cookie in this movie. But yeah, it's, um, it, it, it's, <clears throat> to me, it just took a bit long to build up to the part where he became the Joker. And, um, it does really good. It does the movie does give it a good backstory on the mental, you know, how he became, you know, he was first being a clown at the beginning of the movie, and then some of his doing it like one of those 
standing out in front of a business with this sign, like a going out of business sale sign, and he's flipping it around, dressed as a clown, and these kids come through and take his sign away from him, and he ends up chasing them down, trying to get his sign back, and then they end up kicking him and breaking his sign, and then uh, don't really want to go too much in what happens after that, and um, it just goes down from there for his luck, so... Uh, he finds out some stuff about his childhood, gets very upset about that, and um, it just kind of snowballs from there for him. And, I, you know, finding out stuff like that that happened to you and you as a child, that would be enough to make anybody have a mental break and want to just snap. I would, I would understand that, um, especially the stuff that he went through. But... Um, but yeah, having a, all the brain injuries and the head trauma. So uh, yeah, um, not Santa has sympathy for the Joker, but he's a killer. But it's kind of like getting inside of the brain of a um, of a madman. Basically, that's what this movie's about. And I don't want to give away too much more about it. But uh, for those who haven't seen it, like uh, this was my choice this week is to watch Joker. And um, I've always wanted to see it, and I had an excuse to see it this time. So I'm glad I got to see it. Uh, um, anyways, I well, suggest you see it. I will it's streaming say, right now on HBO Max. I will say that it's possible they gave you a hint as to what the year was, because I just looked it up. Do you remember the marquee outside the theater? It had two films on it. One of which was Zorro the Gay Blade. I can't remember what the other one was. It was Zorro the Gay Blade. I, remember well, I know that. Zorro the Gay Blade. Zorro the Gay Blade was in the 80s. But it was 1981. Yeah. So if it was original release, it was 1981. The other issue is they were in the theater at one point watching a Charlie Chaplin film, which was from like 1935. So, that kind of throws it off, too, where maybe they were 1981, maybe they were time out of joint. Was there a Zorro gay blade back then, in the 30s? I, I think the only one was in 1981. But Let me look at that. I know that because they very much showed Charlie Chaplin in the skating thing, which... 1981. Yeah, I just told you that. I know, but what I'm saying is that's the only one there is. There's no other ones listed with it. So... You ever seen Jorah the Gay Blade? No, I have not. Dude, it's funny. You gotta see it. And I was never a big Zorro fan, so I never did care to watch it. No, this is... It's... It's... Zorro, the gay blade. He's a gay Zorro. I'm Zorro, the gay blade. <laughs> and he has on a, one one scene he might have on a pink outfit for Zorro, then another scene he might have on a red, and he's very flamboyant in it. It's very funny. Well, to what we're just saying, the... IMDb Trivia says, Arthur takes a moment to enjoy a Charlie Chaplin film. 
The Joker, in most continuities, is a fan of classic comedians, with Chaplin being one of his favorites. Maybe it's just like one of those theaters that likes to show old movies. It could be as... Like I said, they really didn't say what year it was. The fashions didn't really say what year it was. It could have been anything. To me, it looked early 80s. Honestly. The way they were dressed. And uh, them smoking, you know, in the in the in all the Everywhere. businesses and stuff. Hospitals. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here it is. The two films showing at the theater at the Wayne the Wayne family is shown exiting near the end are Blowout from 1981 and Zora the Gay Blade. Both are real movies that were released on back-to-back -back weekends in July 1981. Zorro, of course, is traditionally the movie that the Wayne family is supposed to have seen on the fateful night of Batman's origin story. So, there you go. Uh, if that's what they were going for, it was 1981. And the only way they yep. told you was through the movies. I like how they, you know, um, what is it, subliminally put that in there. You know, for, you know, people like us to pick up on. And that might be the whole reason they did it. Because that's the thing, if you read novels, you know that everything in the scene is important. But yeah. when you watch a movie, you don't pick up on the importance of it that they can tell you in the book. Yeah. Like, for instance, a lamp can be sitting on a table a certain way. And they can tell you what that is in the book, but in the movie, you may not get it. It's just there. Yep. Yeah. But I totally get it. That, that all being said, well, since it was your choice, I'll let you go ahead and rate it first. Okay. I um, really enjoyed the movie. It had a lot of action in it. I uh, gave a really good backstory of how the Joker became the Joker, but I gotta, I gotta keep forgetting that this movie's not called the Joker. It's Joker. It's just plain Joker. So when I went to go search for it um, at HBO Max, I couldn't find it because I typed in the Joker, and I had to get rid of the and put the Joker in there, and there I found it. So I had to keep remembering it's just Joker. Anyway. It put a backstory to it. Uh, did you recognize the uh, hospital? The Arkham. Arkham. Did you recognize the outside of it? No, why? I'm pretty sure this is the same hospital where, um, what's his name, who went insane and actually ended up killing himself? What's his name? That played the other Joker character? Oh. Heath Ledger didn't go insane and kill himself. Heath Ledger became insane because of this. He could snap no. out of it. No, he started taking prescription sleeping medication, I believe it was, and he ended up overdosing on that. It was not. It doesn't insanity. matter. He still went crazy from this damn role. No. If you okay, think about it. You remember whenever he walked out of the hospital? They said it was and, a lot of night night shoots that he was in, so that was what kind of set it off. Well, just listen to me, Chris, for a moment. <laughs> Do you remember the hospital he walked out of and he's dressed in a nurse outfit and all of a sudden he's like flailing his arms and all of a sudden the place explodes behind yeah. him? 
that looks exactly like the same hospital that they used that in this one. Well, if this one was filmed in New York, I believe those were filmed in Michigan. So it wouldn't I'm be. just saying the actual layout of the hospital, yeah. I mean, they could have been a CGI hospital for all we know. Yeah. So uh, it, it looked like it was similarly laid out as that same hospital. Whether it was or not, and whether they meant to do it or not, I don't know. But anyways, um, it's got great effects to it. Gives a backstory of why he's so crazy. And um, out of five stars, I'm going to give it three and a half. I really enjoyed it. Well, I will say the first time that I watched it, I was more bothered by it's the villain of the star of the show. They're making him the hero, and it still bothers me watching it the second time, but not as bad. I started to see more of the aspects of it, but that hurts it for me. The The script is strong. The acting is strong. It's just kind of not what I would want portrayed not saying that it's going to cause people to be that way, but it's just not my real forte for a film. Yeah. The effects, good. Camera work, good. Like I said, I love the gritty and the the throwback to the old Warner Brothers logo, that whole deal. But I also know the Joker a lot better, and this was not his story that I've known. So that kind of... Threw me off too, so I had to <coughs> throw all of that out the window this time when I watched it and tried to watch it with a clean slate. I still, I don't get what everybody else was so thrilled about. It's still not the greatest movie that I keep hearing that it is. I don't think it was worth a billion dollars take, but it was a good movie, and I would give it three out of five. They could have oh. done... They could have done worse, they could have done better, but focusing on a villain, like I said, just not the thing I would choose. Well, the movie is called Joker. But that's my point, is using a movie to focus on a villain, it just doesn't work for me. Okay. But anyways... That is the show for this week. We will try and figure out what we're going to watch. Hopefully we'll be able to find Black Christmas to watch for next week, among other things. And of course that Dolly Parton movie is going to be... It's November 22nd when it premieres. And we will be watching that in a few weeks. Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square on Netflix. So, be prepared for that. Any last words, Paul? Everyone, do your part. Wear your mask. That's the only way we're going to get through this pandemic together. Wash your hands. Social distance. Don't gather in big. Uh, don't gather in big um, um, groups. Be mindful of each other, and um, just please be vigilant in your health. And also remember, the CDC did say this week that wearing a mask does help keep you from catching it. It's not a hundred percent. Not even close. But it does help to prevent you catching it now as well, is what they have decided. So this virus keeps changing, as you know. It's the first time it's been around for this strain. So there's a lot to learn from it still. But wear your masks, keep yourself safe, keep everybody else safe especially. And that way you can be back here with us next week. So until then, goodbye everybody.